Welcome to Castles and Cryptids, where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck. I'm Alana. And I'm Kelsey. And we're here for our second Oktoberfest of Horror episode. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I think this is uh, our funnest month of episodes that we've done so far. <laughs> I love a good theme. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but <laughs> I would like to do other holiday episodes too. Like, I'm already thinking about how there are Christmas trolls we could talk about. Yeah. And Krampus. Krampus and... is my favorite thing ever. Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> but yeah, we're really enjoying the spooky season so far. We hope you guys are too. Yeah. It's the most wonderful. I wish we weren't, um, this time we decided to record during the day, but yeah, we hope it's maybe dark and spooky where you are. Yeah. And sometimes I save my podcast to listen to until it's like a Saturday night. <laughs> oh. I don't know. With your favorite ones, you want to be like, okay, I really want to pay attention to this one. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Oh, totally. I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> Um, welcome to episode 29. Yeah. She said sort of confidently. Because <laughs> we just released episode 28. Yes, If you'd like to know how far behind in our lives we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we like being ahead. I don't know. We're yeah. kind of those kind of people. And it seems we can like... work on more bonus stuff. Yeah, and it seems like any time we get too far ahead, we then immediately fall completely behind. <laughs> Life is just like that hook guy that grabs the frog off the stage, like, whoop! Yeah. <laughs> That's all we have time for, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Oh. Yeah, we were, we, well, we, because we record a Patreon episode every yeah. few episodes or so, so then it's like, yeah, we're constantly trying to stay ahead of the rat race yeah well we just had to stop and blow our noses because we're a hundred <laughs> yeah. allergies are fun <laughs> mine it's just fall cold weather every oh man i'll be like this until spring sorry if i sound more stuffed up than usual <laughs> no um, what are we talking about today? I guess we should say. Yeah, we're <laughs> doing like Halloween night murders or Halloween day murders, I guess. Any murder, crime, <laughs> something that happened during the 24 hours that is October 31st. That is to say, Halloween crimes! Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mine's yep. definitely a murder, but <laughs> Halloween mm. crimes. <laughs> Yeah, true crime. Why is it always murder? Why? Yeah, there's there's just as much crime on Halloween night as there is any other night of the year, or more, as yeah. I will get to highlight. <laughs> yeah, I know my case is probably, like, my worst nightmare associated with, like, Halloween night, I guess. Ooh, yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> deep and peer deep into the psyche. 
Yeah, I'm like, as I was researching, I was like, imagining this happening to me, even though it never would, but just imagining this happening to me, and I was like, ah, oh, this is very, like, legit, like, horror movie-esque, where if you're like, yeah. That's the scariest kind of horror, that, that one that just could happen to you, could happen to anybody. Yeah. Kind of horror. Yeah. So, my case uh, is the murder of Peter Fabiano, because, of course, as soon as I read his name, it was like, I have to do this no matter what it's about, because his <laughs> name is Fabiano. It'd be funny if you were like, and today I'm covering the case of Fabio and the yeah. goose that flew into his face on the roller coaster. <laughs> It happened on Halloween. No, it didn't. I don't think. (laughs) But. That's funny. Fabiano. Yes. So, uh, on Halloween night, Peter Fabiano heard his doorbell ring just after 11 p.m. This is a really. I have a doorbell. (laughs) This could happen to me. Nights also happen where I live. No. Um. Uh, so this is a really old case. It actually occurred in 1957, so keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, wow. It's really old. It was the 50s. It was the 50s. <laughs> um, yeah. So Peter Fabiano, him and his wife, they go to bed. Pretty much they turn their lights off. It's 11 p.m. and the doorbell rings. So he gets up. He's really annoyed because it's 11 p.m. Halloween night. All the kids are supposed to be done trick-or-treating. Nobody's supposed to be ringing his doorbell. Yep, the lights are turned off. Your jack-lanterns are (laughs) blown out. It's like, no. Um, So he answers the door and sees that a final trick-or-treater is at the door, but they are dressed differently than the others, and they're not a child. So already you're pissed because you're like, you're too old to be out, buddy. Yeah. And now it's too late at night. It's so, so rude. Yeah, just the rudest. Come on. So the person on the doorstep was wearing, quote, a grotesque, garishly painted face with a domino mask. You know, the little... I tried to look it up because I didn't know what a domino mask was. And it's kind of just like... The little, like, eye mask that just covers the top of your nose. It was like the Robin, Batman Robin, oh. original, like, masks. Kind of those ones. Right. Weird. So it just, yeah, it doesn't barely cover anything else in their face. Yeah. But it's like around you, their eyes. Around your eyes, the bridge of your nose. That's about it. And it's they like, were... You could have just grabbed a, what are those called? The ba- balaclavas or whatever yeah, that yeah but... they go all the way over <laughs> yeah um and the rest Jeez. of their pa- face was like painted which is also weird um so they were wearing blue jeans a khaki jacket and red gloves so they were like kind of covered head to toe so he looks like a like a classic robber like now i'm picturing yeah. like money bags with dollar <laughs> signs and like the striped say. black and white shirt <laughs> Sure. This is like a picture book. <laughs> <laughs> so Fabiano has answered the door, sees this person on his doorstep, and is quoted as saying, it's a little late for this, isn't it? Aww. Which, this is... That's, that's relatively how... gentle. <laughs> yeah. And the 
figure replied in a deep voice with a simple no. Uh, it's like, well, it's still Halloween, so it's not that random, but it's like the strangers or something when they're like, is yeah. Tamara home? <laughs> After they like, I just the watched the strangers, they... They stalk at night or something. Whatever the second one is that has the girl oh, from yeah. Good Girls in it. Because I've actually never seen... I don't remember seeing the first Strangers. But oh, when I was watching uh, yeah, that I movie... Like when I was watching that movie, I had researched this already. And it's funny that you just mentioned that. Because that was immediately where my thought went in hearing <laughs> this. Was, it's like the Strangers. And then I was like, gosh, that's my worst nightmare. Like, Halloween night, you've gone to sleep after hearing your doorbell ring like 150 times because kids want candy and now it's all silent there's nobody out on the street and you just hear it at 11 p.m just ding dong like oh that'd be so (laughs) creepy it is it's a freaking creepy trope anytime there's someone like in the driveway or just standing there staring at you through the window yeah it's like oh gross yeah do not so (laughs) Fabiana asks, it's a little late for this, isn't it? And the masked figure says, no. And they raise a gun that's concealed in a brown paper bag and shoot Fabiano just once, just below his heart. Oh. Yeah. And this is why millennials do not answer the door. Yeah, right. We are too scared. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm not joking, because, like, I hope he lives, but it's just like, Jesus Christ. How do you know what the other person on the end of the door has? We're in Canada, so there is a yeah. lot less guns, and I'm a little less scared of it, maybe, than yeah. some. But it's like, Jesus. It's so random, it would seem, at this point. Yeah, it seems extremely random, but we'll get to it. So, a tiny bit of background, what I could find. Uh, Peter Fabiano was a 35-year-old. He was the owner of a hair salon. His wife's name was Betty. And Betty. Yeah. Betty. Betty Fabiano. Um, <laughs> Betty is such a great name. So Betty was 36. She was described as a red-haired beauty. And she actually had two children from a previous marriage. As far as I could tell, her and Fabiano hadn't had any children. Aw, okay, so she's a mom. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Peter had served in World War II before opening his hair salon, or beauty salon, wow. I guess. Yeah. That's but, crazy different career choice after, like a career yeah. switch. <laughs> but so cool. Um, and he had actually had one minor bookmaking charge um, on his record, uh, and that was from 1948, so about nine years before the shooting. Um, But he had, like, turned his life around. He had gone clean. And after the shooting took place, people, or police, couldn't really connect anything from this shooting back to any of, like, the minor crime he had been involved with before. Yeah, does that have to, do you know what that means? I can't remember. Does it have to do with, like, gambling or something like that? Yeah. Um, Bookmaking, I think, is taking bets. Like, sports bets. He's a bookie. Ah. Yeah. Uh, The couple lived in Sand Valley, California, in the U.S. In 1957. What's the good old U.S.A.? Yeah. 
We have a lot of listeners there. Hi, we love you. Yeah. That's really all, like, the background I could find. There's a bit more. We'll get into it later. So, (laughs) back to Halloween night. Peter is just shot, so Betty hears the gunshot and then, like, a thud on the ground. So she runs to the front door and finds her husband unconscious, and she sees the gunshot wound to his chest. Oh, was the guy still there? No. With the mask? Oh, okay. So Betty's 15-year-old daughter, Judy Solomon, again from a previous marriage, called 911, and they did come and pick Peter up, but unfortunately he did die on the way to the hospital. Wow. Mm -hmm. Not surprising, though, given where he was shot. Yeah. Like, just, like, right below his heart. Like, just an inch or so. They were not shooting to wound. They were shooting him to kill. Right. Wow. So, Betty, it's said that she remained sedated for a few days um, after Peter's death before making herself available for questioning by the police. So that's understandable. I mean. Yeah. She's still cooperating. Betty told police she'd heard two voices that night, one masculine and one that sounded like a man impersonating a woman. Oh, weird. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. So papers at the time dubbed the crime the trick-or-treat murder. Ew, they just had to give it a little cutesy name, though. I mean, I think that's kind of gross. You're going to be even more grossed out by what a local paper captioned it when they ran the story a few days later. Oh, no. They They captioned it... Quote, a murder as fantastic as the spirits of Halloween. I don't think that's a great choice of words. Nope. Nope. I did not like that one bit. (sighs) Yeah, whoever did that's a slime ball. And the wife could for sure read it. Yeah. Probably did. Yeah, you should never describe a murder as fantastic. Yeah, that's one profession that's really unfortunately gone downhill and a lot of yeah people are just in like yeah into the sensationalism and stuff yeah even in the 50s it happened the headlines um i just heard this the headlines were like the original clickbait yeah <laughs> it is have to they grab still your are. attention yeah you exactly a good thumbnail exactly. a good front page a good catch line tagline and, and if he's innocent it might be in the last paragraph or something that you might not even read yeah (laughs) yeah it's on page 82 you know after the car nobody got time for that (laughs) so it took police about two weeks to start narrowing down kind of a plausible suspect list and they kind of arrived at a woman named or a 40 year old woman named joan rabel rabel okay Uh, And she was a divorced freelance photographer who had briefly worked in one of Fabiano's beauty salons. Oh, weird. Yeah. But did they have an affair? We'll get to it. So Joan, the suspect, told police that the Fabianos were, quote, two of my closest friends. Aw. So police noted, however... That she was actually lying. She did not like 
Peter Fabiano at all. Oh. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it wasn't too hard to find it. Yeah, we right? We can talk to people, you know. <laughs> right? You don't just talk to one person and call it quits. I mean, some cops might, but yeah. I like to think that most don't. <laughs> yeah. So Peter and Betty had actually hit a rough patch in their marriage a few years earlier, and they had lived apart for a period of time, like at least a few months. Okay. And during the separation, Be- Betty was actually living with Rabble, and they formed a pretty tight friendship. Um, oh, yeah. friendship, you don't say. They were say. roommates. <laughs> Oh, 1957 roommates. Yeah. Roommates. They were roommates. Uh, Oh, I got the wrong end of the stick with that one. I thought it was going to be the man. (laughs) Nope. So, Peter... There I go being all hetero. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Right, it's still... Well, it's it's a twist I wasn't expecting, but it's... Yeah, yeah, it's like still that that kind of that love triangle. That meme of, the lesbians, Harold. (laughs) You heard that before? I don't know. Oh, it's online all the time. It's like a movie theater or whatever, and they're watching. I think they were watching this, like, older couple were watching Carol when it first came out, and they were in a movie theater, and Harold just goes over and goes, are they in love? And then the wife just looks over and goes, they're lesbians, Harold. (laughs) Something. Pay attention. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um, Love a good meme. Yeah. So, it's understandable, but Peter did not like how close the girls were, and when Betty and Peter eventually decided to get back together, Peter agreed on the condition that Betty never see or speak to Rabble again, or even say her name in his presence. So he was pissed. Uh, Why can't they just get a divorce if they're not? Like, well, sounds like she... Might want to give it another try, but it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard to say with Joan. Like, there's... Or, not Joan, um, Betty. There isn't a lot Mm -hmm. of, like, how she feels in this situation, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Police figure this all out. And Joan Rabble was arrested on November 16th, but she insisted that she had nothing to do with Peter's death and that she was home with her car out front all night long. By herself. Yeah. So police Hmm. questioned the neighbors, and the neighbors said that Rabble's car was, in fact, out front all night, but she was witnessed getting into a vehicle that she had borrowed from a friend that she then used to drive 37 miles that same night. Oh, Joan. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So lies are unraveling now. Right? Just all of them are unraveling on her. So police then question her about this. And she admits to it, but says that she was going for groceries. And was persistent that she did not shoot Peter. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, Joan. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And while Joan had already lied to police about a few things, uh, she was actually telling the truth about not being the shooter. Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) Really? Yep. And without direct evidence, Joan Rabble was released while police continued their search into what really happened. Uh, 
I do have to say I had heard this case before and I cannot remember where I heard the case. Um, yeah. But when I heard it, I was just like, what is even going on? And it was kind of confusing. And me researching myself didn't really make it any less confusing. But I yeah. still liked it. Because it like, it's like a murder love triangle on Halloween night. With... And, and you got your like main suspect yeah and then like if this were a horror movie you'd be like well it's obviously her because who else do we know that has any motive against them and then yeah it's like well at least the cops didn't just make like well circumstantial enough like she did it she must have you know what i mean at least they kept looking yeah so like it's like what (laughs) uh one month later so they're still searching so it's been a month and an anonymous tip leads cops to a rented locker in a department store, which I'll never understand. Why were people renting lockers in department stores or train stations? That is odd. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like such a 50s thing. I just don't really understand. Um, they just like had a little storage container on the side of the, like the Walmart. <laughs> yeah, like so weird. Um, yeah. But inside this rented locker in the department store, there was a 38 caliber pistol that the ballistics confirmed was the murder weapon. It had been used to shoot Peter Fabiano. Oh, so it was discarded there, more yeah. of us. Uh, not very well, but... <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they rented a locker to hide a gun. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, you could have thrown it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, right? So, God. police searched the sale records of gun stores in the area and were led to the owner of the gun. I'm gonna call her Goldine Pizzer, um, because that's what all my sources said. But in the newspaper articles I found that are from the 1950s when they originally reported this, they have her listed, like... My sources said her name was spelled G-O-L-D-Y-N-E, Goldine. Oh. And then some of them, instead of a Y, it was an I. And then some of them, instead of a Y or an I, it was a W, because that is totally random. So. How is the Pokemon spelled? Isn't there, I heard there was one that goes, Goldine, 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 Goldine. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. You'd have to ask Rain. Uh, true, which, yeah, she does have a Pokemon book, so she might know. I think I heard it from a podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> That's, but, okay, so her name is something. Yeah, Goldie no. <laughs> Pizzer, P-I-Z-E-R, Pizzer. Her, her Pizzer. first, her first name's or awesome. Pizer. Hmm. Yeah, Pizer. I'm gonna call it Pizer, because Pizzer is... Right, and like, Pfizer is P-F-I-Z-E-R. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, Pizer. Goldie and Pizer. So, she... Who the fuck is this bitch, anyway? That's what we really want to know. <laughs> Let's just say this love triangle has another love triangle. Um... Oh, God. <laughs> is it a love hexagon? <laughs> it's like a Rubik's Cube. I don't know who's in love with who anymore. Um... Oh, my so... God. A pentagram. Yeah. <laughs> a pentagram. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, Goldine Pizer was a 40-year-old lab tech at the Los Angeles Children's Hospital. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and like Betty, Goldine had reddish hair, although she was described as matronly in local news. So apparently they didn't. I have to say in like the pictures of them, Betty is by far more attractive than these other two women. Oh, really? Yeah, she's That's got like strange. classical like pinup girl hair, I think, because her husband was running beauty salons, but she had some great hair and I don't know. She had like a very naturally nice face. Damn. Matronly is not a very nice word for them yeah. to call this other lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, Poor Goldine. Yeah. So when Goldine was questioned, she revealed to police that she was the one who pulled the trigger and she had said it was not her fault and that she was in love with someone and she had done it for them. Do you want to guess who she was in love with? Uh, I hope the guy. He seems left out. F uh, Peter? <laughs> nope. She was in love with Joan Rabel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is like, what was I just reading the other day? It's like, oh, the tropes in the movies. It was yeah. this show with um, Rob Lowe. And it oh. was like, oh, the, the funeral shot with when you're like, someone's standing watching a funeral from afar and then mm -hmm. it was like it showed the fast and the furious one where like was it fast and the furious and then somebody was standing back behind watching him watch the funeral <laughs> <laughs> it was like i yeah. love it yeah oh my god this is so confusing or like yeah. one of those scenes where like somebody has a gun and then you pull back and the person behind them has a gun on them <laughs> they like drop it yeah <laughs> everyone's got a gun on him oh my god yeah so okay. it is reported, I guess I didn't have it in my notes anymore, um, but it's reported she like, Goldine is like kind of meek. She like crumbled immediately when police started questioning her. She spilled everything, like just blah, word vomit the entire story. But she was ballsy enough to shoot yeah. the husband of the woman of that the woman she loved loved right or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why i'm like this one's weird they're not weird, but this case is weird um fuck yeah. that's a fuck of a motive <laughs> so police brought uh rabble back in for questioning and she sat silently apparently they had them in the same room together so while they were questioning Goldine, they had Rabel like sitting in the room and she sat there silently while Goldine just spilled the entire beans on everything. Goldine, spilling all <clears throat> the beans. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so when... it was her idea? Uh Rabel, yeah. Rabel. I can't um... remember how I said I was gonna pronounce her name already. <laughs> <laughs> Rabel. Rabel. Um, so yeah. when Peter and Betty Fabiano had lived apart and Betty was living with Joan, they may have been romantically involved. It's like not confirmed, but possibly, or Joan at least wanted it to be and Betty was either into it or not, I guess. And this possibly was causing Peter's conditions for their reunion that Betty no longer see or speak even Joan's name. Okay. So yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I'm up to speed. Yeah. Okay. So. But, yeah. So well, Joan is pretty lusted after by these other two women. 
Possibly, yeah. At least Goldie is in love with her. I don't know how Betty feels about her. Right, because Betty went back to her husband. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, during the time that Betty was actually living with Joan, uh, Joan and Goldine at the time had known each other for about three years, and at that time were believed to be romantically involved. Um, so Joan and Goldine were actually pretty much together at the time that Betty was living with Joan. Hmm. Yeah. So Joan, uh, has some appetites. <laughs> if you saw a picture of her, you would be cringing right now. Well, she isn't. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, she is. I might have to look her up. Kind of scary. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Like, the ones that look nice and are all dressed up, that's Betty and her husband. And then the one Yeah, like... okay. That makes sense, yeah. So... Yeah, Joan has shorter hair. Yeah, she's got shorter, dark hair. Um, and then Goldie, there's really only one picture of her, and that's the one of her and Joan together outside of the courthouse. They're both wearing those, like, long coats. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. That's yeah. a lot of chin and nose and... You're right? Does that yes. Tarantino? <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, when, when I said, like, Betty was by far more attractively... Yeah. Um, you were being kind. Yeah. They're not the most attractive women. Oh my god. They, yeah, the 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 actors that would play them in the t- the movies. The way more. Yeah. They would be putting they'd on be like, fake noses and chins and warts. <laughs> no, they're just like beautiful and then you see at the end the real people and you're like, "What?" <laughs> okay. Um yeah. yeah, so they were probably together at the time that uh Betty was living with Joan. And Joan began to obsess about supposedly spiriting Betty, the woman that she adored, away to live a better, a different kind of life. I guess with her. And Ravel spent hours telling Goldine how Peter Fabiano was, quote, evil and vile, a man who was destroying everything around him. Goldine says that uh, Ravel said that he mistreated his wife and he was dealing in narcotics apparently oh yeah okay she's the only one that knows about it apparently yeah (laughs) and um goldine told police that joan had told her that he was bothering her at home um so i assume when they like lived together that peter was maybe harassing and like calling the house to speak to his wife Betty I mean that would that would make sense yeah I, would, I mean he still wanted to be with her and stuff it's yeah like, of course he's gonna call sometimes I don't know okay so she's just like saying a bunch of shit to try and make him look bad <laughs> yeah I personally don't think he did anything because yeah. the police couldn't find anything too so Mm-hmm. Um, Goldine said that Peter was all Joan would talk about, and after two months, Goldine had a deep hatred for a man that she had actually never even met. So she, at this point, she had never even met him, and she had, like, oh, a seething Lord. hatred from him. So be careful how you talk to people about others, because maybe they'll go and murder them for you. I don't know. 
Right? It's like, yeah, careful what, like, lies you tell. Yeah. So, Goldeen says, quote, Joan and I discussed killing Fabiano many times. She said during her confession, we were undecided whether we should use poison, a knife, or a gun. And (laughs) so they were just all over the place. Um, My God. So using the money that Joan gave her, Goldeen bought a gun and she told the salesperson at the time that she wanted to use it for home protection. But it's really strange. She only bought two bullets. So... (laughs) She was only planning to have two... Two home invasions. Yeah. So, Joan had even taken Goldie into the beauty shop now, um, kind of like as a stakeout, so that she would know what Peter looked like. Um, it is said that oh. she maybe even had him over to the house, but I highly doubt that with how much he didn't like Joan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more than likely they were sitting outside the beauty shops. And basically she was like, well, if it's Betty, don't shoot. If it's a guy, <laughs> it's yeah. probably Peter. So Joan decided that Halloween night with strangers everywhere and people in disguises and that this was all expected and normal, that it would be the perfect time to strike. So, yeah. Well, that's... I mean, yeah, that not, tracks. Yeah, that's not st- totally stupid. <laughs> no. So Halloween night... 1957 Joan picks up Goldine at her home driving the borrowed car I mentioned earlier and Goldine is dressed in a pair of jeans a khaki jacket a hat and red gloves she's wearing a domino mask and has dark face paint on and this was all used to disguise her face even though it's presumed like Peter wouldn't know her anyway yeah <laughs> Um, So they hid the gun that they had purchased inside a paper bag and the pair drove the car to Fabiano's home and they parked outside around 9 p.m. And they waited for two hours until the bedroom lights went out and the house finally went dark. Yeah, they waited for two hours. That's the part that kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, that's definitely premeditation. Yeah. So, Goldian said that, I guess, finally, that she would do it. I guess maybe there had been some hesitancy on her part about being the one to actually shoot him. So, she decided... So, like, that's in cold blood. Yeah. The coldest blood. You've never even met the man. Right? Probably. So, she finally said that she would do it, and she took the gun with her, walked to the door, and rang the doorbell two times, and Peter Fabiano answered. Goldine, of course, shot Peter. Uh, It said that her hands were shaking, but she somehow managed to shoot him once and just narrowly miss his heart. Like, it would have been a perfect dead-on shot to the heart. She knew her way around a gun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'd assume so. Pretty close range, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They said it was within, like, centimeters, so I think you'd still have to be a pretty good shot. Yeah, um, for sure. So she returned to the car, and it said that Joan th- said thank you and kissed her, I guess. Um, they then Ugh. drove and dropped the car off, and this part. I don't know. Joan's a psycho. 
Um, so they dropped the car off and parted with Joan telling Goldine, quote, forget you ever knew me, and walked away. Ugh, yeah. bitch. Right? Oh, Psycho. I, no, no, she's a cunt, I'm gonna say. Yeah. She's a <laughs> psychopath. That's, uh, like... Yeah. The ultimate user. Right? Absolutely. Um, wow. So, Goldine, it said that she cut up and burned um, the clothing used in the disguise the next day. And she stowed the gun in the locker until the police found it with the remaining bullet of the two she had bought still inside. That seems something like... Yeah. No offense, but that a dumb guy would do. Right? Not a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, charged with first-degree murder, Joan pleaded not guilty, and Goldine pleaded insanity. And uh, the two women's demeanors uh, were reported to be quite different in court, with Goldine often weeping or stricken with remorse, and Joan either, quote, hollow-eyed and stone-faced or smiling nonchalantly. Ew. Yeah. And so Goldine said that Joan had cast a spell over her and had manipulated her into killing Peter Fabiano. Um, she I said, put a spell on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She says, quote, I had no motive personally Whatever motive I had was to please Joan. I was always easily influenced. I had been impressionable and always trusting. Well, maybe if you, you know that about say. yourself and you're getting, like, <laughs> manipulated into shooting somebody, maybe just don't do it. Um, yeah, you should still have a moral compass if you're yeah. not a sociopath or whatever. Don't shoot people, even if it's for love. <laughs> <laughs> So, a judge ordered three psychiatrists to examine the women, and they said, quote, the only thought she had was that she had saved her friend, in quotes, friend, um, Joan, from an (laughs) evil person. So, she really thought she was saving Joan, and Joan thought she was saving Betty. Oh, sure. Okay, guys. Even though I believe nothing... (laughs) Peter wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, yeah. He just loved the wrong woman. Yeah. So on March 11th, 1958, just before their trials were supposed to start, they both ended up cutting cutting a plea deal for second-degree murder. And okay. Goldine wept as she recounted the night of the shooting in front of a jury. And reports say Joan smiled as she was led out of court that day because they got their plea deal. Um, <sighs> yeah. The deal sparked Joan. a public outcry, viewing it as being too soft on the killer. But the court and judges did not believe that a jury would actually sentence Goldine to death for killing a stranger or that Joan would even be found guilty as an accessory. Oh, they just thought that did they <laughs> yeah so because they were women in the 1950s women weren't capable of murder um <laughs> well you well this is still it was in america though right yeah yeah they, i mean they still had the death penalty yeah we don't 
<laughs> no. So Not bragging. No. <laughs> in the end, they each accepted the plea deal for second-degree murder, and they were both sentenced to just five years to life in prison. Uh, this was starting in 1958. That is such a weird sentence. Yeah, five years to life in prison. Okay. That... Yeah, when I when I could have done that, like twenty five like, years to life. <laughs> I think that's more standard twenty five to life, right? Probably maybe that's for first degree murder though. I don't know. Maybe. Um, five is too my, little. My uh, case has some similarities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it is because it was the nineteen fifties. It's unconfirmed how long each of the women spent in prison. Um, the rest is really kind of like speculation um depending on your source it varies like dramatically um but according to the la times goldine was eventually released and remained in the los angeles area and in 1971 she was made an officer of the miracle mile chapter of the professional women's club okay possibly (laughs) again this isn't like super confirmed um, and it is said, because they know even less about Joan, they, like, know nothing about her background or anything. They don't even know really how old she was when she came to America, where she came from, anything. Um, she reportedly died at the age of 83 in 1998. Oh, wow. Or, sorry, that's, that was Goldine. Goldine died at the age of 83 in 1998. Um, Joan was presumably released at some point, but there's little trace of her after 1957, so they don't even know when she died. Okay, they lost track of her. Yeah. Um, It is reported that, in some reports, um, that Betty sold the beauty salon after Peter's death and appears to have gotten remarried. And there was a woman named Betty Fabiano who passed away at age 81 in the Palm Desert, California area um but this is not confirmed to be the same betty fabiano um, because she got married so her last name possibly could have changed um yeah could be though in addition to his wife peter robert fabiano 35 was survived by his father paul two sisters three brothers and the two stepchildren um from betty previous marriage and their names were judy and richard oh those poor kids yeah right uh especially judy like fine helping and calling 911 and everything oh yeah Yeah. just horrific and then all that stuff comes out after about your mom yeah like i like i say there isn't much about like betty's place in all of this like but, yeah, these two women just kind of went crazy over each other. Right? Yeah. They went baddie for Betty. No. Yeah. And then Goldine went baddie for Joan. and She oh. was Jonesing for Joan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. I can do but, this all day. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. But, yeah. Oh, so that's... fuck. There's a truck backing up now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good though but yeah so that's the unfortunate halloween night murder of peter fabiano the dude yeah 
Poor Peter. Yeah, as Rest I said, I I had heard this one before because I I didn't recognize any of it until I saw the name Goldine, and I remembered people being like, "This is just the greatest." 1950s first name ever Goldine <laughs> and then it was like oh yeah this story and then it like all came back to me but yeah I don't know if anyone's covered it on the can't remember if it's been on any of the major ones like wine and crime or whatever but it's that's an interesting one for sure yeah I'm when did I, think... it. I didn't really know it yeah, yeah. it's like I said, it's my greatest fear. It is very like the strangers of like your doorbell ringing late at night, Halloween night, and a weird person standing there and murdering Except you. Except for that one, or yeah, yeah, I think it's that one where they're like, "Well, why are you doing this? Because you were home, and there really was yeah. no connection or motive." And yeah, that's truly terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's like the same reason job. I haven't watched any of the Purge movies. I don't think I could handle it. Oh my god. I have. <laughs> they I think they were pretty good. I'd we'll have to say when they talk do about it in mind. When they Sorry. talk about crazy people like building bunkers in their yard. Yeah, I'd be building a bunker for the purge and I would just lock myself in there. Yeah, you can just travel that day. You just don't have to be home. I don't know. I will be on a single manned <laughs> sail ship in the middle of the fucking ocean. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't come in here. My dog will bark at you. <laughs> yes. Bailey will do nothing because now she's not afraid of strangers. Boo. She used to at least, like, she is cute. make a huge racket and run under my bed so that if something was going on, I'd know right away. But now she doesn't even do that, so I'm truly by myself again. I know. She liked me last time I came yeah. over. She even gave yeah. me a little love. <laughs> yeah. We wore her down. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Well, she got a little isolated mm. during COVID, too. That didn't help. Mm. Yeah. Well, shall we take a quick break before my case? Yeah. All right. Ready for more true crime? Yep. I am. <laughs> so much. All right. Uh... We're not going to be happy because it's true crime. Yeah. So there's always a victim, sadly. So my crime starts with Carl Jackson, who was a Bronx resident and worked as a data entry clerk at Morgan Stanley, an investment banking company. Uh, so Bronx, New York, obviously. Yeah. Um, Sounds familiar. I know Morgan Stanley. Yeah, he had a good job. Yeah. He had a good job. He was really young. He was 21 on the night of October 31st, 1998. Wow. Yeah, really good yeah. job. Yeah. And also, I, I heard there was... I listened to, like, one podcast after I'd read a few um, articles, but there wasn't much on the articles. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much on this case. So, yeah, it, he might have even been... A computer programmer not a data entry clerk but a lot of things said he was a data entry clerk but either way yeah it's a yeah it's still good good job at a good company yeah he was a quiet man um said everyone who knew him uh including his parents a nurse and postal worker uh he was known to avoid going out on halloween saying that it was dangerous and he didn't like to do it okay 
Yeah. I, I feel um, that, yeah. It's true. It's, well, we'll get to it. There, but, like, yeah, pranks and lots yeah. of people out and people in costumes and masks and identities are hard to, you know, make out, I guess. Do you, you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? Yeah, I've seen lots of it. Just not, like, all up to date on the latest seasons yeah. or whatever. It's in yeah. one of the older seasons, but they do a thing about how they hate Halloween and they end up... Oh. Do you remember that yeah. one? They have a whole bunch of cases and, uh, like, half of them end up drunk and they're just... It's, like, the worst night ever. Oh, it sounds familiar, yeah. yeah. And they're just I like, this is why cops... So... Yeah, like, cops hate <laughs> Halloween because everybody's masked and everybody's an idiot and everybody's drunk and partying and... Yeah, yeah, that's a theme with mine is that pranks can be oh. dangerous. Yeah. That's my takeaway, I guess, for yeah. my... Yeah. I don't like it. That's one of my, like, pet peeves is I people know. that do that stuff. Ugh. Yeah, because stuff, stuff can be dangerous. I mean, like, maybe not just, like, TPing and stuff. That's usually pretty harmless, you know? Yeah. But, like, certain other things. So... Yes, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. I know it's not. I'm bummed not already. It's. Do you want to be? Not... <laughs> you will be bummed. Yes, mm-hmm. prepare, prepare for the bummedness. Um. So Carl Jackson, he and his girlfriend were on their way to pick up her son from a party. Uh, he was like nine or something. So they planned to leave him at home with the babysitter and head out to a Halloween party on their own. Okay. Yeah, but it was around 11 p.m. and they were parked, uh, I believe, at the house, you know, to pick up the sun. And they were still in the car and some teens began pitching eggs at the car. Ugh. And, yeah. Stupid teens. Yeah, Yeah. and the people, like, you're, like, so dumb because the person's right there. Yeah. Carl confronted them, the youths. But, you know, they're not much younger than, than he is, obviously. Um, and he kind of told them off for the damage to the vehicle. And he then got back into the front passenger seat. It was at that time that one of the boys pulled a gun out and shot him in the head. What the hell? Oh, my God. Yeah. Completely okay. without you're... any basic like basically no provocation you know oh my god if you're immature enough to be egging a car why the fuck do you have a gun yeah oh my that, god yeah exactly that's all on this kid you know they're old enough to know better though i say kid but you know what i mean oh my this one is really senseless and that's what got me about it it's, i can't like you said, even understand it like, what the yeah. heck? All he did was told you off for egging the car. Which yeah. it's not like he wrongly accused you of it. He watched you do it. Oh my. Yeah, it's I'm It's so bad. So stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, oh my god. And sometimes I have to cover the ones that make me angry. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I haven't heard of much about this one. And I don't know why that is because it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, his poor mother, Gloria, said, quote, I think it took us two years to even talk about it. We were just devastated. 
We never thought that anyone from our family would be murdered, especially on a holiday for something stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's really maddening. Uh, The guy, Curtis Sterling, was 17 when he was arrested for the crime. Oh my god. So, almost an adult. Ugh, America. (laughs) 17-year-old egging people's cars and carrying a gun at the same time. He's not the type of kid that should own a gun, exactly. He's also (laughs) old enough, like, why the fuck do you think egging somebody's car is funny? I know, it's like he really wanted to go out and start a fight. Yeah. Does he not have a girlfriend? He's taking his pent-out rage on a dozen eggs? Oh. oh my god <laughs> it's yeah i don't know do you have a cup of green tea or something soothing because it's not gonna get any better <laughs> i would like a like an entire thing of vodka right now <laughs> so i can immediately forget your case until i'm editing this episode and <laughs> just get angry again <laughs> and then somebody roll her a big doobie okay no <laughs> um uh, so, yeah, this guy was 17. He was apprehended after about a two-week-long manhunt, oh uh, which culminated in him trying to sell the gun to an undercover officer. Loser. But I <laughs> believe, I think it was a little unclear when I was researching it, but it appeared that might have been part of the sting operation to capture him. Like, oh, you know how they'll, like, set them up or whatever? Yeah. Because there was, um, uh, what was it? I think there was also an anonymous tip that happened from somebody who was with him. So they were, like, on to him either way. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, none of it makes him any smarter, of course. No, it's stupid. No. Um, but he was convicted, so thankfully that happened. Good. And he was sentenced to... 20 years for the killing okay i can handle yeah. that yeah that i thought was fairly decent uh this was a while ago like i said so he was released on parole in 2015 after serving 17 of those years okay i was gonna yeah. say if he got out in no less than 15 i would be happy with that yeah and he was 17 when he went in so he did like yeah. that was half his life at that point good i hope he was reformed yeah just ended somebody's life i hope like you definitely deserve to have half of your life at that point ruined Mm -hmm. i know because yeah so stupid yeah promising young man did they think throwing an egg at somebody's car that person isn't gonna tell you off they're just gonna get out of their car and be like haha great hit it a couple more times i love it I know, I almost wish there had been more details, because it was, like, kind of unclear whether they saw them in the car, did it on purpose to make it that much more aggravating, you know. Yeah. I couldn't tell, they they didn't even say whether or not, like, they had got the kid out of the house yet. It was... Oh my gosh, I hope not. There wasn't a lot of details. I feel bad enough for the girlfriend, but I really hope that child wasn't Mm -hmm. in that car when he got shot in the head. Yeah, it was hard to find stuff on this one, unfortunately. Um, But this was by no means an isolated incident. So, 
According to the New York Times, over the years, at least 24 people in the New York City area have been seriously wounded or killed in various, quote, stabbings, shootings, beatings, or accidents sparked by egg-throwing confrontations around Halloween. What? And I don't know how... Yeah, like over the years, I guess. Oh my god. That's a lot. What is wrong with people? (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I get it. I'd be mad if somebody egged my house or something, but... Mm -hmm. Ugh. Like, that's what the hose is for. There's gotta be a better way to get your jollies off. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, ugh. Yeah. So, the rest of that is... Yeah, that was uh, quoted from the New York Times. So all 24 cases played out roughly the same way. A group of boys hurled eggs at pedestrians, cars, or houses. The targets confronted the throwers and violence erupted, end quote. Oh my god. Don't be doing shit like that if you don't want to be confronted, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Ugh, I don't even know. Uncomfortable laughter is my only response. Yeah, oh, it's so heartbreaking. And unnecessary. It's so senseless. Yeah. So senseless and stupid and unnecessary. Can't you just, I don't know, go to a Halloween party and, and annoy some yeah. cute girl or something? No, that's not a good. <laughs> no, get drunk and just pass out in your buddy's couch. Just like what? Dress up, yeah. Watch a horror movie. Pretend to stab each other. I don't know. Drink some. What is that? Swamp water when you just mix a bunch yeah. of. Alcohols together. Well, that might not be a good idea either. No. Smoke a joint. I mean, <laughs> Smoke it's a joint legal here, Put the so I can away. say that. Yeah. yeah, and you're not gonna. These people are probably fueled by alcohol. Yeah. Um, for most of this, I would say. Yeah. Stop wasting eggs. Yeah. Jeez. Free the justice for the eggs. Um, yeah. No. You're driving up the price of eggs, kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> But anyway, um, yeah, some like Carl were killed. Others who were hit with the eggs have killed the eggers. Yep. And some people have died just trying to flee the scene of the egging. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It's like running in the yeah. street or something. It's dangerous. This is, and it's so, I like the, the irony of Carl's story that he didn't like to go out on Halloween, but was mm-hmm. doing so, you know, to be with his girlfriend. Yeah, to pick that, up her son. Aww. Yeah. It's awful. So, apparently, officers in the 104th Precinct in Queens, New York, asked merchants not to sell eggs or shaving cream to minors the week of Halloween. I was just gonna say, do they do something to curb this? It's like poor... I mean... These poor people at home... Probably much you can do. At home, yeah. trying to make a Trying to make an omelette the morning of Halloween. You're like, these stupid kids now can't even buy it. A dozen eggs in my neighborhood. Yeah, good moms are not letting you take out the eggs that you yeah. have in your refrigerator either. Lock it, lock that shit in the safe next to the gun. Oh, God. The eggs, the toilet paper, the shaving cream. What yeah, else? It's it's obviously yeah, it goes deeper than that. Obviously the oh. the eggs with these yeah. with these people. Uh, but here's some other. Incidences. Yeah. Yeah. Two days. uh, This was a quote from the, uh, I think from the New York Times article that I read. 
Two days before Halloween in 1994, a man leaving a bar in Brooklyn was hit with eggs tossed by several boys. The man stabbed and killed one of the boys, a 12-year-old. Oh my god, yeah. That's too much the other way. This is... This is rough. There's just a lot of anger in these people. There's got to be. I don't understand how you could let it escalate like that. Do you remember... I think it's wine and crime. I'm pretty sure it would have been. The coverage, the case of the guy who... The kids used to sit on his fence or whatever and just oh, like, that sounds familiar. yell at him or something. And they did this for like, all the neighborhood kids did it for like 30 years over like three generations. Yeah. And they stuff. like to hang out. The hangout yeah. area was like near his land or whatever. Yeah. And then he ended up like shooting and killing one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just, that really reminds me of this. Or this it's really like... reminds me of that. Yeah, some of that stuff's been allowed to get away with for too, far too long under those laws of, like, being allowed to protect your own land. But then it's yeah. like, you still can't just shoot anyone that comes up to your yeah. door. <laughs> As in your case and many others. And is egging, yeah. like, 99% of the time, is egging going to cause property damage? No, like, just get your hose and wash your fucking house off. Yeah, as long as you get it off the car, I would say right away. You should yeah. be okay. I know yeah. it's not good for the paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then in 1996, a 10-year-old Brooklyn boy was shot in the neck by a stray bullet after an egg fight on Halloween. Oof. You bought a, a, bought a gun to an egg fight? What the heck? It's like, how are these? Yeah, that's... That's a problem. How are these yeah. young kids getting these guns? Oh. Um, and then, <laughs> another small... These are, like, they're short instances to talk about, but it definitely is. It, it's, I don't know, I guess worth talking about, but it's shitty yeah. to hear about. I'm sorry. Um, but this other guy was a man named Joseph Padro, I think it's pronounced. And he was only 31 when he was shot and killed in the Bronx after he chased a couple of youths who egged his minivan. Padro was a married father of two whose brother had been a cop. And the boys sentenced Eric Fuller and Jeffrey Ivy were both arrested for the crime after being identified by some witnesses. The gun had belonged to Eric, but Eric said that Jeffrey pulled the trigger. But um, Jeffrey claimed that Eric handed him the gun and had told him to shoot. So Jeffrey, being scared of the bigger man, who was a man, 31, but yeah, he said he shot him in the leg and then gave the gun back to Eric and ran out of the enclosure. I think it was a parking garage, maybe. Um, And he heard more shots fired as he ran. So Jeffrey's brother says that Jeffrey is slow and like not all there or whatever. I think he said, and would have been easily influenced. And Jeffrey was only 15 at the time. So regardless of who fired the shots, they were both convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to five years to life. Jeez. So that, that was like your mine. case. Yeah. Yeah. Must have to do with the second degree. Yeah. Murder, which is like, I don't know. 
And I, I get what those mean with regards to like premeditation and things like that. But it's still, yeah. it seems like murder is murder. Yeah. Yeah. No, so with that one, Jeff was paroled in 2018 at the age of 28 and Eric was paroled in 2015. Just reminds me, like, locally, um, I was, like, talking about it on Facebook, because there was a guy in the city I grew up in, he got, or somebody stole his vehicle out front of his house, and he saw them do it, and he ran out into the street after them, and then the person that stole his vehicle ran him over and killed him with his own vehicle. What? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so initially it was just being reported as, like, a pedestrian, like, hit and run. Um, But then it came out that, like, this person, he had witnessed stealing his vehicle and he chased them on foot. And then the person ran him over. And it just reminded me of, like, my old job in insurance. They told us, like, insurance is there to protect, like, your vehicle. So if somebody steals it or whatever, you aren't supposed to chase after them. Because insurance will, like, bring you back your vehicle, but you have to, like, look after your safety first. Exactly. Yeah, so this guy, like, chasing them for egging his car or whatever just reminds me of that. Like, please protect you first. I get you're mad and you want to run after them Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, but safety. Because you don't know what that other person could do. Like exactly when or if you're trying to get revenge on them yeah Yeah. you're putting yourself in danger yeah much better to have an egged car than be shot and killed i'm sure your family would agree like yeah yeah it's too bad sometimes just to even voice your opinion yeah is enough for them to retaliate yeah if they they have a (sighs) weapon and stuff like that you don't know how they're gonna react Mm -hmm. to that sorry those two were harsh so I added some padding of talking about mischief night which is sort of like how we were talking about the purge yeah oh Um, my gosh what's this some places refer to the 30th of October as mischief night uh okay I've so, never heard of this. I hadn't either. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of information on which which parts. It seems to be kind of a little pockets here and there, maybe that that kind of have a version of it. Uh, so Wikipedia is says <laughs> mischief night is an informal holiday on which children and teenagers engage in pranks and vandalism. And. It apparently is celebrated in parts of the U.S. and Canada, and also the U.K. Oh, weird. Because even, like, I think it's, they say, like, the U.K., they don't even really do a huge thing about Halloween as compared to the U.S. and Canada. Right. Definitely different. And, yeah, like, the same way that we don't, they don't have, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I, you know what? I was I meant to get some more confirmation. I was actually gonna ask a friend that lives in the UK, but I forgot. It's been <laughs> it's been, been a week under pressure yeah. to get this stuff done. 
I was so, telling Alana to yeah. spend 13 hours working on our YouTube video yesterday before I finally got it to where I could post it. So. <laughs> Some of us are riding the struggle bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a week. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how much it, uh, of this is still true or how much it's actually called this. I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. It did seem to be possibly celebrated in areas like New Jersey, parts of Pennsylvania, Delaware, New York State, Connecticut. Listeners, we have listeners in quite a few states now. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. It said in Baltimore that it might be called moving night because of people stealing porch furniture in particular. <laughs> oh, okay. Which I thought was kind of funny. Wouldn't be funny if it happened to you. <laughs> no, it happened to my parents. Before. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sucks, though. It wasn't too bad. It was only a couple houses down. It was just like a a bench in front of our house under the tree, and you can't even sit on the bench. It's, like, too rotted. And they just, like, picked it up. It was just kids walking home oh. from school, and they picked it up and oh. walked it a couple houses and then got tired of carrying it, so they just left it there. Oh my god, lazy. <laughs> yeah, but we used to get, like, the for sale signs and stuff they'd put and move around all the time oh, on my street. Kids. Yeah. And porch pirates. Yeah. Yeah, I had somebody steal my mail, a couple, like, a month ago. I had to cancel oh, really? one of my credit cards. Yeah. Because they stole a bill. <sighs> That's really fucked up. Yeah. But I have a... I have a video doorbell, so I have a video of them doing it, but of course it's oh, the one time, okay. oh, it's like 9.30 at night, and it's just when it was starting to get dark here, and they have their bicycle, right. they have a baseball cap, and then they have a face mask, like, and then, because they're wearing a face mask outside. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah no, to cover up the their face. videos, it's annoying, because yeah. you can't really do anything with it a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. it was too hard to make them out at all, but, yeah. Jeez. That's annoying. Yeah. Um, fun fact, it might have different names like Devil's Night, Gate Night, Goosey Night, Cabbage Night, and Mat Night. <laughs> Ooh, I may have heard Devil's Night before. I think so. I think that yeah. one sounds a little familiar, yeah. too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um... I grabbed a little quote from the Wikipedia in Detroit, which was particularly hard hit by Devil's Night, arson, and vandalism throughout the 1980s. Many citizens take it upon themselves to patrol the streets to deter arsonists and those who may break the law. This is known as Angel's Night. Oh, well, that's bad, too. <laughs> then to you patrol have... the streets. Yeah. Yeah, because then you have the whole, those people with guns thinking they're cops. Well, Hopefully not. Oh. Yeah, hopefully they're not armed. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. I guess, yeah, it's a, some 40,000 volunteer citizens patrol the city on Angel's Night, which usually runs October 29th through October 31st. Um, yeah, but that was kind of interesting. And, oh, and then it said it might in Canada be in, in and around like Niagara Falls in Ontario. And that that could be where they get the cabbage night 
comes from the 50s and 60s. Uh. People like raiding rotting vegetables and hurling them at houses and things. (laughs) Gross. Yeah, that would be so smelly. Oh, so terrible. And in the United Kingdom, it is known as Mischief Night, I guess. I wanted to check. (laughs) And in Yorkshire, some call it Mischievous Night. So the the full version. Or the shortened Chivas Night. That's hard to say. Chivas Night? Oh my god, I was just going to say, we call it Mischievous Night, because we're fancy. And then you threw Chivas Night at me. Yeah, that rolls off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Or... Yeah, or Miggy Night, Tic Tac Night, Corn Night, Trick Night, or Mickey Night. <laughs> and okay. Very few of I those know. were clever. I have not fact <laughs> checked any of these. I'm so sorry. Take it with a grain of salt or corn or whatever. <laughs> Candy corn. Uh, it might be celebrated in Northern England uh, on November 4th, the night before Bonfire Night. Oh, oh, remember, remember the 5th of November. Right, 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 with the Guy Fox. I think it's also called Guy Fox, right? I think so. That's the same one. And I was going to ask my friend that lives in Liverpool if it was really called Mizzy Night there. Mizzy? Jay? Mizzy, yeah. Hmm. Jay, are you listening? Is it called Mizzy Night? (laughs) Let us know. Let us know. Uh, and it is known in Welsh as Nosendrigioni, and in Scottish Gaelic as, nope, not going to say this right, Oidishnanclias. <laughs> There's no way. It's, it, you could read Gaelic, but it doesn't look like what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the origin is debated about this mischief night, mischief night, but one theory is that it goes back to 1790 when... Quote, when fellows of St. John's College studied a headmaster who had encouraged a school play which praises children's tricks on mischief night in most approving terms. <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. I feel like you shouldn't be praising people for vandalism. But, okay. Especially a headmaster. Yeah. In a really old college. Uh, but another theory was that, yeah, that one goes back farther, but this is... That it could have stemmed from the Great Depression, from Black Tuesday, the day the U.S. stock market crashed was October 29th, 1929. And I guess a lot of mischief and crap would have happened that day, but I don't know. That's just a theory. (laughs) That one seems a little... That one doesn't quite make sense to me. Yeah, and it wouldn't... It doesn't go back very far either. Yeah. I would have thought that it would have started in, like, the 90s or something. I wouldn't think it would have started yeah. that long ago. And especially now with, like, movies like The Purge. Yeah, yeah. it would get bigger. Because I was going to ask you, oh, did this come before or after The Purge? Is this, like, kids just being like, oh, give us right. a night, just like you did in Purge. Nobody really knows. Weird. <laughs> I couldn't resist a title of clickbaitiness like <laughs> 10 Halloween pranks that went horribly and tragically wrong oh my god no oh god are you ready I have not read all of these through all the way I'm kind of cold reading <laughs> oh. but this is 
it's so funny because um, the synchronicities. I know it's Halloween season, but we put out an epi our episode that came out uh, yesterday as we record yeah. this. So October 1st um, <laughs> was about, uh, it featured the Stanley Hotel. And then so did yeah. one of the other podcasts uh, in our group, our friends group on Instagram did something about the Stanley Hotel too. And I was like, yeah, Weird. it's happened a few times. It's so funny. I always find that stuff funny. And then I knew we were recording this one. And then I think I had seen someone else was featuring something about pranks. And I was like, what? No way. But this is a list from, um, so this isn't like Ranker. I know there's lists on Ranker. This is like Goliath, whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> there's no way to know. I can't see it on the page. Okay, so number 10. Dangling from roof trick results in fire department visit. What? Ugh. A few years ago, a family in North Carolina decided to hang a dummy from their second story roof to make it look like a person had slipped while cleaning their gutters and was now holding on for dear life. Oh my god. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> You're the dummies. Okay. The dummy was apparently dressed in real jeans, a sweater, and tennis shoes. However, mirth quickly turned to mayhem when a neighbor who was out walking their dog spotted the dummy hanging from the roof, freaked out, and immediately called the local fire department. Oh. By the time the family that perpetrated the prank realized what had happened, the fire department was set up in front of their house and had a ladder extended all the way to their roof while shouting, Hang on, help has arrived. Oh. That just reminds me, um, there's, where is it, Prague? I think it's in Prague. My friend, yeah. he visited there when he was living in London, and he was telling me about the weird statues that they have, because they have statues all over, and they're, like, the weirdest things. And one of them is somebody, they have, like, a permanent statue that's on top of one of their really tar tall buildings, and it's, like, off kind of don't quite know if it's like a flagpole that's sticking out or what but they have like a fake metal like workman that like slipped and is holding on for dear life like, no and it's like a permanent thing the city put because they have a lot of weird statues there um and that that just reminded me of that because people that's do so call 911 being like help there's a worker that like is hanging on to the flagpole Woof, that's yeah. morbid <laughs> yeah oh i feel so bad for that neighbor walking past though they probably thought this person really was gonna fall exactly it does play on people's sensibilities and it's not very nice yeah i'd assume though standing there if you were standing there for a couple minutes and it didn't move yeah or maybe you don't said... be so trigger happy to pull out your cell phone <laughs> yeah or like if you said Hey, are you okay? Hey there. Like, yeah. I can call for help. What's going on? And they're not answering or moving. Yeah. Throw a rock at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I should give credit to. I can't see the website, but it is. This list was by Jack Sackman. Okay. That's a great name, by the way. Jack Sackman. Sackman. <laughs> All right. Uh, number nine. Police assume man was really run over by his lawnmower. <gasps> no! Mm. Oh, that's so dangerous. Yeah. Let's see if anyone dies. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, and yeah, because you haven't read through these. It's so funny. Oh, no. I thought you Let's were... see if it doesn't bite me in the ass. <laughs> in the vein of domestic accident pranks gone wrong, how about this one? Another family decided to use a dummy to stage a horrifying accident involving their ride-on lawnmower. The merry pranksters placed the dummy underneath the lawnmower on their front lawn so that only the arms and legs were visible from underneath the machine. They then covered the arms and legs with red paint to simulate blood so that it appeared to everyone who passed by that the dummy... Oh, it got cut off a little. They assumed it was real until one of the cops attempted to approach it. Sorry, oh. it got cut off a little with the page. <laughs> Oh, sorry. But it um, seemed like everyone made it out okay. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. Damn it. See? Bit me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe I'll just do the ones that are in the middle of the page then. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> Man keeps armed robber costume on while going to Starbucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, that's not safe. <sighs> Not all Halloween costumes are ghosts and skeletons. Take, for example, the man from Lansing, Michigan, who went to a neighbor's party dressed as an armed robber, complete with a skull mask, bulletproof vest, and fake M16 assault rifle. Oh, no. Holy fuck, what is wrong with this person? Oh, my. Buddy. Get better Halloween Buddy. costumes. Fake assault rifle. Ooh. What the fuck? The party went great, but after a few drinks, the man, while walking home, decided to stop in at the local Starbucks for a non-fat latte to help him sober up. <laughs> Sorry. Unfortunately. A non-fat latte. Semi- <laughs> I hope Jesus. that part is true. Uh, Unfortunately, okay. the semi-drunk man was still wearing his armed robber costume. Customers screamed, the barista hit the floor, and the cashier raised her hands above her head, but not before triggering the store alarm. The startled man was left explaining himself to police who arrived on the scene. After seeing that the man had money in his wallet to pay for his coffee and that the M16 was fake, police let the Halloween reveler head home, but only after they confiscated his very believable costume. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's like a really bad thing is like replica weapons and stuff. That's how a bunch of little kids get killed. Because they walk down the street with replica weapons and then people call the police on them and they get shot and killed because they can't tell from far away if it's a fake weapon or not. There was that freaking person who was dressed up like a stormtrooper here in Alberta. Wasn't it somewhere in Alberta? Like Red Deer, maybe? Correct me if I'm wrong, but... um, And they, they got, like put to the ground by police officers because they were in such a good costume and they had the the gun looked real enough i was like that shit doesn't even usually happen in canada but like it's sad when it ends shitty yeah i think they shouldn't sell any i think you shouldn't be able to get fake gun like replica guns for any reason yeah shouldn't sell them for halloween costumes shouldn't sell them in toy stores no it's not great it doesn't say no. great things about us no no um i'm just seeing if this one is okay dad decides to scare kids by pretending to kill their mom what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> no 
Have you ever seen the rest of development where they use the guy that has no arm to scare the kids? To, yes. to pretending like But that's yes. not your father's killing your mother. Oh my god. That's not somebody's this losing is... a limb. That's slightly different. Oh my god. That's true. Yeah, this is way worse. What the fuck? So <laughs> people is, yeah, need this... to think of better ideas as pranks. I can't believe this one's real. Oh my god. It's sad. So, domestic violence should never be taken lightly. No. Which is what one father found out the hard way after he decided to give his young children, ages six and eight, a good Halloween fright by pretending to kill their mother. Whoa, yeah. Okay, buddy. Not okay. This dude is way too young. Yeah, you're gonna give your six year old, like, oh, your six year old's gonna have such problems. Oh my god. That'd be as traumatic Travis as witnessing a real really murder, sad. even if it, even if the kid learns it's fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It's your, it's your parents, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, this guy has something wrong with him in the head. Yeah, Dad of the Year apparently donned a Michael Myers mask, which Pat has one of those, and when he puts that on in his coveralls, oh, he looks yeah <laughs> very much like Michael Myers. I could post to our Instagram to prove it, but. He would never do this. No. Yeah, he uh, Yeah, he proceeded to strangle his wife in front of their kids. What the, the whole thing was fake, of course, and mom was in on the prank. However, the kids have issues to this day. Okay, as much problem sit. as I have with the dad, I have almost as much problem with the mom going along with it. Yeah, they're both completely complicit. Like, what happened to, like... Oh, people pranking their dogs by pretending, like, holding up a bed sheet and then disappearing on the dog. Like, <laughs> how do you get from I that? Know. Or putting a pickle or a cucumber or whatever behind a cat so the cat gets scared? Like, what? <laughs> how do we go from... I have from... not seen that one. Oh, they're pretty funny. It happens every time. They, like, jump ten feet in the air. But, like, how do we get from that to you <laughs> pretending to strangle your wife in front of your children? is your problem yeah i'm pro i'm pro Um, harmless prank i have a friend who's a big fan of the the pop out of the closet you know to her husband friends whomever (laughs) she would scare us at work a lot um oh my god that would scare me i wouldn't like that i don't like jump scares in real life no and see that's the thing is like you know i think if you didn't like it she wouldn't do it to you yeah there's a difference definitely between uh yeah, some people and these people. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, I have Next, a problem with the husband and yeah. the wife. They're... Oh, you're going to have a problem with this teacher too. Oh my god, no. Teacher bursts into classroom while revving a real chainsaw. Uh, yeah. What the, what the fuck? This is like a Simpsons scene. Yeah. <sighs> How? A teacher. Oh my god. Oh, sorry. I don't understand yeah. how the teacher got on the grounds. You're worried about kids bringing, like, right. guns to school and you have a teacher <laughs> bringing a real chainsaw to school? <laughs> oh my god. Maybe it was Stephen King. <laughs> like, oh. No, this is Massachusetts, apparently. A oh teacher at Taunton High School in Massachusetts. Thought he figured out a great way to get students into the Halloween spirit. He brought... <laughs> Sorry. 
Wow. He brought a real chainsaw to the school, pulled the ripcord, and then burst into a classroom of 15-year-old students wearing a ski mask and revving the chainsaw to max throttle. These people need serious therapy because there's something wrong with like their Did none brains. of his colleagues see him like just making his way down the hallway like, hey, hey, Fred. Yeah, he could have very well triggered the entire school to go in like active shooter. Like lockdown. Oh my God. I'm not sure when this was. Yeah, there's um, absolutely no fun in traumatizing children. No, it's not great. Not a great oh look, God. buddy. Um, the stampede of students that ensued was so bad that one person broke his leg while clambering over a desk. Aww. Yep. I hope they sued Once... that teacher right Ooh. into the dirt. I would have. Hard. Yeah. One surprised to this stunt, several parents of the traumatized students launched a lawsuit against the school board, Good. high school, and teacher who per- perpetrated the prank. Good. Apparently, oh the family of the kid with the broken leg settled out of court for $100,000. Trick or treat. Yep. <laughs> wow. Uh, one sec. Here's a... Oh, my God. This is an egg one? <gasps> Hang on. Oh, shit. Damn it. Some of it got a little cut off. So this one is basically Teen Egg's local electricity station and cuts power to 8,000 residents. Oh my god. I just have to say, even if it cut off a little at the end, it ties into my eggs yeah. the- theme. Um, so this tried and true prank took an enormous turn for a 15-year-old Pennsylvania youth in 2006. For some inexplicable reason, the teen in question thought it would be funny to egg the local electric company substation in his town at Halloween. However, the combination of egg splatter and rain that was pouring down at the time caused a massive explosion that practically destroyed the electric substation and knocked out power to 8,000 people in the, I'm going to say area, because that's when it cuts off. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I mean... Okay, buddy. Not as a bad... Well, that wasn't his intention, but wasn't as bad as it could have been. But... Yeah, it wasn't a chainsaw. Yeah. But still, oh my god. Just go egg a tree in, like, fucking park, okay? Or a park bench. Be, like, aiming <laughs> at power plants. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get the same satisfaction of seeing it break. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Then we have, woman successfully sues neighbor for defamation over Halloween yard display. <laughs> that modern family. <laughs> oh, with the penisy statue. Oh, I don't what? think I've gotten there yet, but when, oh. <laughs> when the awful neighbors, those redneck neighbors move in, right when yeah. they move in, and they're supposed to have Candyland or whatever, and then she goes crazy, yes. goes crazy and, like, makes the whole yard into, like, a, a sane asylum, and then, like, the <laughs> yes. one lady next door goes, I spent time in an asylum, and then they get all sad, and then you find out they just said that because... <laughs> Yeah, because their display was better. <laughs> they wanted her to and take it. And Bill out. comes home all. Oh no! What did you do? What happened to Awesomeland? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Awesomeland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Especially when he's like, after talking about her time in the mental institution, 
Sometimes the only thing we can do is give her a box of Cap'n Crunch and sit her in front of the fish tank. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> All right, so this, to no one's surprise, happened in Florida. <laughs> oh, God. A woman in Florida ended up successfully suing her neighbor for... Oh, did I say this? No, sorry. A woman in Florida ended up successfully suing her neighbor for defamation, harassment, and emotional distress after the man next door set up a Halloween display that made her the butt of jokes. The offending neighbor put a sign on his lawn for an insane asylum that pointed oh <laughs> to the woman's yard. <laughs> oh, that's really... That's all it was, erected, was one sign? Uh, no, a plastic tombstone back red. At 48, she had no mate, no date. It's no debate. She looks 88. Woof. Yeah, I would have egged his house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The woman had the last laugh after she sued the pants off the rude neighbor and got him to promise in court that he would not erect any more Halloween displays while living next door to her. Some people. Jeez. (laughs) That's really... Yeah, telling of your character. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> rude. I'm happy she sued him and she won. Yeah. Yeah. Prankster spikes Halloween punch with Visine eye drops with tragic results. Oh dear. Yes, that kills people. I watched a. Uh, really. Was it on forensic files? But that's like a legit poison people use. Is eye drops. Crazy, and we put it in our eyes. Oh, my God. Well, you have to. I thought I. You have to get diarrhea like, or something. I think it has to be like almost a whole bottle or more than a bottle or something. Wow. Um, in 2009, a woman in Granville, New York, was charged with a misdemeanor after her Halloween prank ended up killing her friend. Oh. Inspired by a prank she had seen on television, a 49 year old woman decided to spike the punch at a Halloween party she was attending with Visine eye drops. Lady. Why can't you spike it with, like, a little bit of alcohol like a normal person? <laughs> yeah. No or put, like, fucking something even funnier in it, like freaking pickle juice. Something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I would even allow a little hallucinogens, but no, this is, this is tragic. Do not try things you see on TV. I can't believe a 49-year-old woman would have to be told that. Yeah. She, yeah, apparently the prankster thought the Visine would make her friend woozy and ill. However, Visine causes serious medical issues for people who drink it, including respiratory failure. Yeah. The woman who was pranked had no idea what was happening to her, but she quickly collapsed after drinking the Visine and later died. (sighs) Several other people at the party became seriously ill. The woman who spiked the punch with Visine was later charged with misdemeanor assault causing bodily harm. Sad, but true. Wow. So she wasn't charged with, like, fucking murder? She should have been. Or manslaughter. No. Misdemeanor causing bodily harm. Bodily harm is not the same as, like, death. Yeah, misdemeanor makes it sound like we could have covered it on our petty crimes episode. Like, that's crazy. Oh my god. And the last one's the worst one. No. I think you can guess it. Teenager hangs himself to death in front yard while trying to prank his sister. Oh my god. No. Why would you think that was a good idea? 
Unless the hanging does... had nothing to do with it. Maybe? No? Um, it doesn't get more tragic than this one. In 2013, a teenager in Kentucky accidentally hung himself to death while trying to stage a Halloween prank. Jordan Moreland, age 16 of Louisville, Louisville, was apparently trying to prank his sister on Halloween by pretending to hang himself in a tree on the family's front yard. Oh my god. However, the prank turned to tragedy when Jordan slipped and hung himself to death for real. Oh. No. Oh no, this is the worst part. Sadly, the family didn't believe Jordan was in trouble when they initially saw him hanging in the tree as they assumed he was pulling pulling another in a series of Halloween pranks. Guy. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this kind of stuff is crazy. They... I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just Yeah, you shouldn't ever... Pranks where people think you are dead are not funny ever. So don't bother. I mean... Yeah, like, I'm sure they didn't condone his behavior, but yeah, this is why people really, like, parents really need to be the, the ones making sure that your your kid's not going to do this. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not trying to blame them, but it sounds like he'd done a few things like that before, you know? Yeah, By the time to, yeah. to minor things. Exactly. To not go to faking deaths or suicides. It's not funny. No. By the time they realized the prank had gone wrong, it was too late. Paramedics were unable to revive Jordan, and after spending several days in a coma, he died. An honor student, Jordan had planned to join the Marines after high school. An honor student? Yeah, he was such a smart kid. What the frick was he doing? Right? (sighs) Sorry to end it on that note, but I... Well, you know what I mean? We do have... not to be cliche, but we have a platform, and if anything we ever say helps somebody not do something stupid yeah. that might result in something stupider, then I hope, you know, that that helps, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, pranks where you are pretending to die, you're pretending to kill someone, or you're pretending that you're going to harm someone... Or, or just you're trying to make someone ill. Yeah, don't it's do like, it. It's not funny. I would never do that to you. Thanks, I wouldn't either. I would never drug you. <laughs> unless you asked me to. Yeah. <laughs> I would supply you drugs and you can drug yourself. <laughs> That's right, I will get you drunk if you yeah. want. Yeah, that can be arranged. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking yes. with us, guys. We hope you're enjoying the spooky October. Yeah, and next week we are doing some creepy, some of my favorite things, favorite horror movies, favorite <laughs> things about Halloween and just creepiness is exorcisms. Yay! Exorcist, exorcist. Yeah. I think exorcisms and like Sorry. demonic possessions are just some of the creepiest things. Yep. It yeah. can be so disturbing to watch yeah. those films when they when they fucking yeah. All of it. <laughs> you can speak in tongues and yeah. all the herky jerky movements. We're not a fan of the herky jerky. <laughs> no. I'm not a fan of somebody doing what is it called? The bridge or whatever where you 
have like yeah. your hands and your and feet and then your like back is up yeah they're like crab walking and doing yeah. all sorts of contortionism and nope the sounds nope. of bones popping that way popping out of sockets <laughs> and oh, oh yep. my god maybe our next um we've been doing some watch parties for patreon videos and maybe our next one should be an exorcism themed i don't know something spooky Ooh, yeah yeah i'd like that but yeah tune in next week for exorcisms yeah it's gonna be a good one <laughs> and bye thanks for listening don't forget to leave us a five-star review we would love it <laughs> yes yes please especially if you're enjoying our extra creepy october it really helps yeah, yeah. helps get it out there Catch you next time. has been castles and cryptids you can listen to our podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast anchor breaker pocket cast and our youtube channel please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen follow us on instagram facebook and reddit on our website you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content. We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesencryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? Send us your listener story by social media or by email please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Affair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening. <laughs>